Tonight, we're coming to you live from the Princess Peach Theater to celebrate the biggest night in the Mushroom Kingdom. Wrapping up a full year of Mario theme podcasts honoring his 35-year history, we have a super show for you awarding different characters, items, games, and much, much more. Welcome to the Golden Mushroom Awards. Hello and welcome to Drink In, Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Dustin, and alongside me is... My name is Saf, and with me is... My name is Keith, and with me is... And with me is... Myself. <laughs> and, a, and a beer. And a beer. Yep. Ah, we, so have a beer. we do have a beer. This episode is featuring the Metazoa's Chairman Meowth. I keep wanting to say Meowth. I just want to say Chairman Meowth. And the Hop River Fat Bob's Porter. I didn't know Bob was making an appearance today. <laughs> and today we are talking about the Mario Awards or the Golden Mushroom Awards, whatever you want to call it. And now let's get to our beer. Uh, I think we went first last couple times. So I'm interested to hear about the Fat Bob. All right. Well, as we just said, this is Fat Bob's Porter from Hop River Brewing Company right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Coming in at 5.6% ABV and no IBUs, so I guess we'll play the guessing game. Uh, It says, a rotund and substantial full-bodied ale, light caramel, playing with dark chocolate and a hint of citrus, like a rare Xmas candy. Not sure what that means. Mm -hmm. But... Anyway, um, like excited to have. Oranges, uh, maybe it could be. Sometimes I don't know. Fine. We'll see as I continue to drink this what it will taste like. Um, Hop River. I don't think we've had them on the show yet, uh, but I think since so the wee beginnings of the pandemic, they have uh, started to can their beers and sell a lot more, especially in local liquor stores. I'm not sure how far outside of the Fort Wayne radius that they are going to sell, but. Um, Decided to pick this one up not too long ago, and yeah, I'm excited to try it. Pale, you want to tell us about the can? Sure. Um, it's a a 16 ounce can. Uh, my lighting is not very good in here, uh, but it looks like a dark red, um, maybe burgundy color. Uh, says Fat Bob's with a sweet looking Indian motorcycle is my guess. Um, with the Hop River Brewing logo at the bottom. It says Fort Wayne at the top. Nice bunch of images, some hops. Those are hops. Yeah. Hop yeah. Leaves, I believe, with a sideways uh, view of the motorcycle, or like a front view. Oh, yeah, I see the front view now. You can see that with the little tire. You're like looking mm-hmm. directly at the motorcycle, which is pretty cool. And then the motorcycle helmet, it's got some feathers on it, and like a little goblet glass. I mean, there's a lot going on. It's really cool. I'm glad you said something about the hop, because on this picture, like, first clicked, I was like, is that a turtle? <laughs> but nope, it's a hop. I just looked at our website, and Hop River Kolsch was on the 2018 review episode. That's uh, right. That was their very first canning. I do yeah, remember that. That was the first one they did. On the Ozark episode, we talked about Hop River, because they had just opened. So that's like episode 49 or something. Jeez. So it's been a while. Oh, wow. <laughs> Glad we grabbed them. 
Yeah. Now, what's interesting, I read um, Fat Bob's Porter, I think from Untapped, came in at 5 per- 5.6% ABV, but pale, if you notice on the can down at the bottom, it says 4.9. So I don't know who's yeah. lying to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Un- it's got to be Untapped. They're big liars. I would imagine. I'll trust I, the label printed from the actual company. Yeah, I'll trust the label first. And I, there is a picture, if we did not mention, I'm assuming, of Fat Bob himself. Rest in peace, 1950 to 2013. His name is Bobby McFarthing. I'm assuming that would be Fat Bobby. What a name. Himself. So I, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the story, who that is. He'd fit well in on our show, though. He has uh, got the beard and dust glasses. And glasses and a Dustin beard. Oh, they made a he picture of me. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> hair. <laughs> Am I dead? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about the color pale? I mean, it's pretty dark. Let's say there's some hints of like light brown and red that you can get around the edges. So it's not completely dark. Yeah, I see at the bottom, I see like a glow of like red at the very bottom, but you can't see through it at all. Um, the top is pretty dark. Just that bottom, it like the light comes through a little bit. I'm thinking maybe because there is a bit of red, uh, like K2SO. Sure. I'll agree. Mine's Maybe. still loading. What number is that? <laughs> 49. Pale, can you hold up again? At least for my visual sake. All right, so it doesn't really help. But that does, from my view, look like K2SO. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say that. You have more of the brown in yours. I see Mine just brown. looks black. Right. Your can looked brown to me when you held it up, Keith. So. Right. Yeah. I like that, Pale. It finally loaded. Yeah. I, look, I like that, too. It just ha- has a little bit of, like... Red and, but it's not quite fully over to the black. Yeah. All right. What about the nose? The nose. It smells like porter. Mm hmm. Chocolate. Yep. Smell Bob. Ah, it's Bob. Bob B.O. in here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Stinky Bob. That's a nice, roasty, chocolatey porter smell. I like that. As a disclaimer to anybody who's listening, when we say Bob, we mean our friend Bob, not the Bob who this beer is named after. We're not calling this Bob a stinky Bob. We're calling <laughs> our Bob a stinky Bob. That's fine line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, just making yeah, sure. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, I just don't want to get sued over this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any like for legal purposes. I don't want any like nasty comments about how dare you disrespect our Bob and right. Yeah, and we're like, no, 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 no. This is our Bob we're talking about. <laughs> they were talking about our Bob. <laughs> I don't know this fat Bob. Bob's out there. Yeah, we're a downwitch Bob. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry about that. Continue. I'm not getting that hint of citrus. Definitely not on the nose. So. Hey, quit drinking it, bud. You're supposed to be smelling it. <laughs> oh, I gotta. I gotta drink it to. It comes t- in my <laughs> mouth to my nose, and then I can. <laughs> and I, I can smell it through my mouth a lot better. If that makes any <laughs> sense. Use your taste buds oh. to smell it a little bit. <laughs> I think I might try that method because I filled mine up to the rim, so I can't waft it, you know? <laughs> I may have been sipping on mine throughout this whole episode so far. That's what I got the other can for. Definitely uh, roasty, bitter. That bitterness stays with you, mm-hmm. but it's a porter, so I expect that. It seems it's not as smooth 
as I thought. It kind of has a heavy feel to it, even though apparently it's only like 4.9. I don't know if you're getting that pale or not. Maybe it's just me. No, I'm, I agree with you. I, um, I'm not, I don't know. It's, I don't know. To me, it's a little light. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. A little, like the body's like a little bit light to me. It's not light. It's fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light fat. Like, yeah. It's a, it's like a, a mid chubby kind of character. <laughs> Are you, uh, getting any of that citrus? Uh, nothing's really standing out to me. No, not really. Definitely not a uh, Christmas candy, if that's what they mean by X mass, but it's two S's. Well, let me, I'll so take is that. It mass as in fat like Bob? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that back. I am getting a little bit of an orange. Like the more I drink it, like there's like an orange citrus um, okay. coming out. Um, and then like the chocolate is kind of like taking a backseat a little bit. And now it's just like roasty, nutty with. Like sit like a little bit of citrus, the but the body still tastes like fairly light to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a light porter is I would probably describe it as a lighter style porter. I'm enjoying it quite a bit though. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's like really easy to drink. Well, we'll see if the public agrees on Untapped. This Hop River Brewing Company beer, Fat Bob's Porter. You can find it Untapped at the whatever 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 dot com. Uh, has, uh, 551 ratings, uh, the 3.72, uh, bottle caps, and quite a bit of, uh, just check-ins, a lot of pictures, no real comments that I s- did see, uh, but I found a picture that it was fun. It is the, it looks like a little rocks glass that he has, and it has the, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo characters on it and the mystery machine uh-huh. and that's cool. A couple of the villains like all across the can or the bottle or sorry, the, the glass glass and they're like freaking out trying to get, trying to get away. It's checked in by a guy named Dale. Um, I've had zero friends check this in. I think. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. I've had zero friends check this in. Same. Just you wait. Oh, <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally nobody's saying anything. Ah, here we go. Uh, Kate B says, very clean, great porter. She gave it a four. Uh, full bodied with, yeah, there we go. Sorry, Doug D. Full bodied with light caramel, plain with dark chocolate, and a hint of citrus and hops. So he read the description and said, yeah, I agree. Bradley J. I like it. it. Drinks more like a stout to me. Thick and creamy and really dark, like a good stout. Definitely blurs the line between stout and porter. Four out of five. I like his glass. It's got lots of head on there. That's a fucking terrible pour. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> it's more head than there is. I had two friends. Oh, did you? Two friends that have tried it. Brad Penning gave it a four, and John Carter gave it a three and a half. Uh, no write-ups, though. Friends in low places? <laughs> They're the lowest places you could oh, okay. think of. <laughs> uh, Mike S. gave it a four. He took a picture. The Mug Club glass, commemorative glass, looks pretty cool for them, too. For Hop River. Uh, I wonder if they give you, like, a... If it, it doesn't look like it's a... It looks like an annual membership. It doesn't look like it's a lifetime. Uh, because... Yeah, because this glass has like a 
Hop River Brewing Company 2019 Mug Club. So, like, he was a Mug Club member in 2019, and they gave him a glass for it. That's what it seems. You'll never catch me signing up for a one-year-only Mug Club membership. I'll tell you what. That's all we got here in Fort Wayne. You won't see me saying that. <laughs> Brad K., Fat Bob, doesn't have a good taste. LOL. A little bland, but not terrible. Two and a half. It doesn't taste good, but it's not bad. <laughs> There's quite a few flavors happening in here. I disagree. He's checked in over a thousand beers, so he knows. He knows the beers. Uh, Zach says, mild roastiness with a lot of dark chocolate flavor. Malt flavors blend very well. Enjoying this a lot. So the chocolatey flavor that you guys got, is that a more of a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate? Well, I think it... I think it's more full-bodied. Pale says it's a lot lighter, so I definitely get the, the stouty type thing. So I would think it's I it's a heavier chocolate mm-hmm. for me. For me, too. I I would say dark chocolate. Um, just because it's not like as smooth as mm-hmm. I was expecting. Yeah, you did say bitter. So it's got like that bit. Yeah, that yeah, bitter, chocolate. like dark chocolate flavor. Mm-hmm. But like the keep, like the longer you go drinking it, the... Citrus should start showing up, Keith. I think I'm mm-hmm. surprised you haven't. Have you starting to? No, I, I did get that orange a little bit. Yeah, it's coming through. Yeah, but the hint of caramel as well. Don't forget that was in there. Probably that sweetness helps balance out the dark chocolate. But what's the rare Xmas candy that, you, that they are talking about? I don't know. I think that's like the chocolatey citrus, and that's I like those little chocolate oranges, but that's not what I'm getting from this. Maybe somebody is, but that's what they had in mind when they made it. But yeah, the intention. I don't know. It would be nice if um, they do like some other variants of this. I know it's just a porter. It's not so much a stout where you have more options to play with, but this is really borderline, like right between the two. Because most of these porters I drink are a lot smoother and just go down so much lighter. But this one is a good balance. It's a lot heavier. It's like I want to sip this one a little bit more. I don't know. Hey, Maybe you have a lighter have, palate, Pale. They have a Cow Bob Coffee, which is a variant of Fat Bob's Porter. Yes. With con- Conjure Coffee. Oh, that would be better. Throw some coffee in this. Oh, that'd be so good. I didn't know that existed. Let me adjust my score. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready, Pale. The side of the, on the actual website, untapped, it was a, other variants. Let's go on the side. You want me to go, Pale? Sure. I'm putting mine in. Uh, I gave uh, this one a four. Uh, everything I was just saying, it's like a nice little blend between this and a stout. Very full-bodied, hence the whole fat bob. I kind of get it. Um, I, again, I don't know who that man was, but I understand why they're saying full-bodied, rotund, substantial. There's a lot happening in this. A uh, little hint of citrus, the roastiness, the dark chocolate. It ends really bitter, more bitter than I was expecting. Um, I don't think it's that old that I know of. There's really no date on these things. Um, but it's still good. I like it. I drink it. Um, I know I will go back. When I go back to Hop River, I will definitely uh, reach for this one. I hope it's a normal part of the rotation. I don't know. They only have like four or five that I think stays in the rotation. This one's really good. I like it. 
solid four. And if you throw coffee in there, I'll probably go up to definitely four and a half, most likely. Mm. I went at four as well. You're getting boobs. Uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Grab my boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, four as well. Pretty much what you said. Uh, I like the dark chocolate up front um, for a lot of the beer. Like It's kind of weird how it's like dark chocolate um, for the first four or five sips, and then you get through that, and then you start like noticing the orange flavor like coming through. Um, for me, it was pretty light, like all the way through. Uh, didn't wasn't like really heavy malt notes at all. Really, like maybe they just used like a simple like grain. I don't know grain bill. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, I, was, I hope they do have this on normal rotation. I would definitely get this again. Something different. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. It's pretty sol- like a solid four. I was co- contemplating between four and a four and a quarter, but um, I think four is like a really good rating for it. Yeah, you can definitely pick this up in the local liquor stores for sure. So you don't have to go that far pale if you want to grab a few more of these. Sure. I, yeah, this is uh, easy to drink. Quarter, uh, yeah, I would love to get some more of this. So, what do you think? IBUs wise. Ooh, IBUs. It is, it is pretty bitter. Pretty bitter. But not terrible. Look at the IBU list here. Maybe a 64. <laughs> it's not that bitter, I don't think. <laughs> no. Pretty that would be a perfect number, though. Yep. You know what? <laughs> How about 35? 35 year anniversary. No, oh, nice. Of Mario. Yeah, I yeah, thirty five is a really good number. Yeah, because I was thinking like most porters are in the twenties, and you said this is pretty bitter for a porter, so in the thirties yeah. makes sense to me. Without drinking it, it makes sense to me. There we go. There we have it. Thirty five as the thirty five year anniversary of Mario, even though we're a little bit past it now. But we're thirty sixth anniversary. We are finishing up <laughs> our Mario. This is our last Mario one. The next thing we're doing after kind of finishing things up is going to be Zelda. So. It's still a 35 year anniversary of something. Odds <laughs> <laughs> are it always is a 35 anniversary of something. Yep. Yeah, it's always five o'clock. Am I right? No, I was going to say, I feel like Mario's been around longer than 36 years for some reason. It's but based on Super Mario uh, Brothers. The first NES game came out in 85. So it's not counting Donkey like his appearance in Donkey Kong or like the little yeah. jump man stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going off of just oh. when he became Mario. Yeah, so they're the what are those little game pads called again? Game and Watch. Yeah, the Game and Watch. They're not including any of those. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, but Donkey Kong was eighty-two, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So the other half, uh, we have the Chairman Meow, not to be confused with Meowth from Pokemans. Chairman Meowio. Meowio. Uh, that is from Metazoa Brewing Company uh, from downtown Indianapolis on College Avenue. Um, what, 10 steps away from Sun King? Steps away from a lot of breweries. <laughs> yeah. Around the corner from Indiana City, down the road from St. Joseph's. Um, a little bit about this beer 8.5%. And 85 IBUs, which is 
It's the Loki. Oh, the Loki. First appearance in Journey into Mystery, number 85. Nice. This double IPA is loaded with over six pounds of hops per barrel. That's a lot of hops. Uh, Simcoe and Columbus hops are front and center with notes of dank citrus and tropical fruits. The malts just balance out the beer, but still allow the hops to be the focus of this double IPA. So essentially, if you are a hophead, this is going to be like front and center, punching you right in the mouth. So the can, I'm going to just hold it up here. Uh, if you guys can see it with my bright light shining it, it is the... Mufasa. Yeah, it's Mufasa. <laughs> uh, it's it's the general white can. Metazo usually just has like a white can with the sketch of the person who's on there. Uh, if it's the hippo or the sloth or... It's usually an animal. Yeah. Well, they're little fur babies. Um, <laughs> this one is Mufasa or Chairman Meowth. Yeah, that's about it. Like, essentially, these cans, they have, like, a little label at the bottom that kind of tells you what the style is, the the batch number, the a little bit of description, the contents of it, just kind of like a, a label that you would see... Like at a warehouse, you're just missing like a bin code and a zone code and a lot number at this point. You pretty much have everything else. Have like a batch code on there. Yeah. Pretty cool. uh, the back of it, um, it does have something. It's a little hard for me to read. Can you see? In my dark room, I can't really read this. Can you read that? Um, yeah. Well, on the front, it's got like a little blurb that says crisp, clean, and commanding with a robust tropical fruit notes and a dry tart finish. Then on the back, it has tasting notes. It says, winter can be cruel. Besting it requires strength, conviction, and above all, purpose. And that, up along with six and a half pounds of hops per barrel, you and you arrive at one undeniable outcome, Chairman Meow Double IPA, brewed with the indomitable spirit of the people and forged out of the prideful coalition of Simcoe Chinook. Centennial and Columbus hops. Chairman Meow promises an egalitarian blend of tropical fruits with a crisp, clean, dry finish and can't help but embrace. Roar once if you're with us. Roar. Roar. I didn't read Yeah, I didn't read that from it because I thought that's what I read from the untapped. Nope. Um, And then there's like a little couple of graphs. It Mm -hmm. says like the bitterness, the malts, and the color, and gives you like a s- scale on there. Oh, that's the cool. Green dot. So it's way up on the bitterness scale, but kind of towards the lower middle on the malts and color. And there's a little bit of information about the brewery, but I think we've talked about them before, so no need mm-hmm. to do that. We've all had them before, too, because um, they come up to the brew haven and have like their puppy slumber party. Yay. <laughs> Let's find out what color this beer is. It's pretty... On my end, it's pretty see-through, and depends on where I circle through the room, like how much light gets to it. Uh, It's very clear. I can see some of the bubbles just kind of trapped in there, suspended. Kind of... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And uh, uh, I got a little floaties in mine, but... Mine's clear. Yeah, I don't have any floaties. I mean, other than the bubbles who are trapped in there. Oh, yeah. Um, this had a very minor head. 
Uh, but it's a persistent head. Yeah. Like when I poured it, I didn't have a whole lot there, but it hasn't gone away. And I poured this out when we started the episode 30 minutes ago. Uh, so just kind of lingering there. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, it's definitely going to be on the lighter end, uh, for me. But I mean, looking at the, the display, it does look much darker here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's the LEDs that are throwing it off for me and you guys just see oh, it wow. fine. Yeah. There's two. Yeah. It's two different beers. <laughs> yeah. My beer looks like the, the fake beer you see on a television. It does. Like when you're like <laughs> pounding back Coors lights, you know, like, um, it's kind of in the orange, orangey gold. Yeah. Uh, part of the scale. I was thinking like um, it's higher than Star Fox. I was yeah. thinking like Clyde's, at least my end. The kind of thing in Clyde. I was going to go anywhere in the, like 7, 8, or 9. Yeah, I mean, we could go all the way up to Goku. I mean, based on just seeing your picture, your display, I could probably get behind that one. Um, and if I kind of go in Super Saiyan. <laughs> Anime reference. Here's my phone light. Definitely does give it a little bit of a different view. Probably can I can get behind uh I can get behind Goku's it. Gi. Yeah, I can get behind that. Gi. The pictures on Untap look pretty orange. Not as dark as yours, obviously. Right. Got those fruits notes. Oh yeah, very tropically. Like it's insanely tropically. From what you can smell. It does say like a West Coast. Somewhere I read that it was like a West Coast style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I I don't smell the pine. I, I can't even anticipate tasting it if it's West Coasty. Uh, definitely could taste or smell the tropical notes. Um, more so, kind of tropical, fruity. Yeah, like pineapple, maybe. Uh, definitely some oranges or grapefruit. Maybe more grapefruit than pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably more grapefruit. Yeah. All right. Well, let's figure it out you know bottoms up i mean if you take a step back from that 85 percent or 85 percent 85 ibus (laughs) (laughs) there is a little bit of like a sour or a tardiness to it um that comes through specifically because of the the tropical fruits plus the uh citra hops or I don't know if it's citra, but whatever the citrusy hops are, the the Columbus or the the Simcoe, not so much the Chinook, but you you have something in there that makes it a little bit more tarty. It could be the grapefruit. It definitely has a great upfront burst of fruit, but then it's got like that bad uh, piney after her kind of grassy bitterness. That's no good. Looking at Untapped. Out of 771 check-ins, comes in at a 3.83. It seems, without spoiler alerts, you guys have already had this. Mm-hmm. I have had Christian D has checked this one in as well. He gave it a 3.9, so he must be one of them verified users <laughs> to get those uh, <laughs> extra points. Extra points in there. Yeah, I think honestly, he if said I. It's- if I had to pick a favorite user, it's either Christian D or Doug Egner. Those are my like my favorite users. <laughs> yep. 
Christian says a hoppy, smooth, sweet brew with a caramel-like hints. Not bad at all. Packs a punch. ABV two. It really does. Um, his Doug. His pic. I know, right? His picture uh, <laughs> confirms. Uh, Christian D's picture confirms what you were saying about that eight. That's like looks like natural lighting. So yeah. probably yeah. But yeah, Doug Edgar also checked this bad boy in. Speaking of which. Uh, he gave it. I don't know what that is. I can't really see on the uh, on the website what the, the specific number is. It kind of looks like three seventy five. Three point seven five. Three. Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure if he's supporter or not, and that's like a three point eight. <laughs> uh, this was a 3. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this was a nice straightforward West Coast IPA. Probably my favorite from these guys. You know, I will say that I, I think I kind of agree, except we had that anniversary beer that was fantastic. That was really good. That was that was stinking good. But this is more of like a, uh, a reoccurring rotational where that anniversary one was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have any more friends? Pale? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> nope, just uh, Doug, Christian, and then you two guys from... 2018. Yeah, my birthday. Dang. Two days apart. Yeah, I got it. I went <laughs> there on my birthday, I think. Uh day before my birthday, I went there with my wife. Um I went a few days after birthday. Yeah. Uh I have Robert Ecker. I think he's a new friend. First time I've read him on here. New friend. Uh he had it there. He had it there in October of this year, or no, yeah, 2018. He had it a couple years ago. He gave it a three and a half. No comments, just doing the thing. Hell, I don't remember what I checked it in at. Not a friend. Tori N says, Hoppy Smooth, slightly bitter, Hoppy New Year, and give it a four out of five on New Year's Eve. I like what uh, Emiliano said. Not too bad. We had a fraternity cat named Chairman Meow at Wabash, so this is a sentimental pour. Good man. Chad G says, very good. Back to the Great West Coast style of a slightly dry, crisp body uh, to let the hop shine. May a friend's trip to Indy be in our future. In the four out of five. Chad L says, uh-oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Gave it a four. I just saw that. Yeah. Uh-oh, it's going to be a bad night. <laughs> Rut-row. <laughs> Rut-row is the different beer they make. It's a brown. Uh, it's a perfect name. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a Scooby reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking more you shit your pants, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be like if they had a coffee beer, you know, like oh, the coffee's kicking in. Yeah. Give me 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, Caitlin P. Sweet, hazy, tropical boy. Not particularly special, but not bad either. And I think it's a 3.75. It looks like more, but she's a supporter. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Whatever. Man, whatever. 3.8. 3.8. Thank you for your time, Caitlin. 3.895. There you go. Uh, Kenneth O, or Zero, not really sure, finally got the wife to participate in holding the display, or holding to display this fine beer. So the wife held a beer for him. 
Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Getting her involved. I like her sweatshirt though. It's a jack o' It's like an uh, orange sweatshirt, jack o' lantern with hipster glasses on. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I like those glasses too. You know, I could probably update this beer. My check in. Change your score. Yeah, a little. Um, when I check this in, anything around my birthday is going to be really hard to trust. Depending on, yeah, Which de- one of the night? yeah, like w- when did I make it there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it needs to say the time of the day. It yeah, that would be <laughs> how many beers in you are. Uh, it's not going to go by much. Um, so I'll just start it off. I initially checked it in at a uh, three seventy-five. Uh, I I do believe that I think it's w- worthy of a four. Taste buds change. I think, I think in 2018 or the end of 2018, I was kind of over West Coast IPAs and like looking forward to the new juicy East Coasty style uh, things. And as we're kind of revolving back to the other one, this one uh, is kind of refreshing. Uh, the New England styles, I can drink those all day, and I haven't really gotten tired of them. Uh, but I feel like um, getting back to my roots, this one is actually pretty solid on the the, the West Coast style. Uh, I do, I know that uh, Saf said something about how he gets the the end taste of the the pine. Uh, it's you know kind of like super abrupt. And that's one of my favorite things about West Coast beers is you have something juicy up front, great flavor, and then you have that, that I don't want to say pine cone taste, but you just, you have those hops that kind of yeah, stick with hop. you. Yeah. Uh, so I will be updating this to a four. So I originally checked it in at a 3.75, and I'm going to continue to check it in at a 3.75. Uh, <laughs> not changing my score is what that mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh Basically, I I really like the flavor of it. It's just the aftertaste is what not keeps it from being a four for me. And I know that's probably the flavor they're going for. It's just like the flavor that I'm sitting here with after I finish the beer is not something I want, like hanging around. So maybe if I had some pretzels uh, uh, at hand, I would be washing this flavor out right now. But uh, I think it's very good up front, so it's definitely worthy of 3.75. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'd like to invite you guys to check out our Thread the Shop. We have two new COVID-19 t-shirt designs up there. Uh, my fi- personal favorite is the We Are Here Together. I ordered this t-shirt and cannot wait till it arrives. I'll wear it the day I get it, and I'll probably wear it as long as it's clean until the day it shreds apart. Uh, it is your favorite Digo hosts wearing our protective uh, equipment, our personal protective equipment. Uh, the design was meant to include all types of PPE that people are using in this time of need. Uh, anything from uh, goggles to shields to handkerchiefs, uh, anything like that. Uh, we like to represent everybody and anybody who's using those type of things. Uh, the proceeds of this t-shirt sailed uh, for both designs will be going 100% towards the No Kids Hunger foundation uh, we at drinking geek out appreciate the ongoing support and we would like to give back 
to the community. Uh, so go over to threadless.com slash drinking uh, geek out to check out the designs, uh, especially the two new designs uh, that are we are here together and anything related to COVID. Uh, your support would be fantastic and the community will love you. Uh, so I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And signing out. Drink up and geek out. All right, back to the show. We have ourselves the Golden Mushroom Awards. What the hell are the Golden Mushroom Awards? This is an award show dedicated to Mario, all things Mario, essentially. Characters, different items and power-ups, and games. Essentially, getting to talk about all the things we didn't do episodes on already this year. Since we talked about like uh, a few different games, Mario Kart and Dr. Mario, and we did some, uh, the movie and the TV show. But there's a whole bunch of stuff we missed, and it'd be difficult to do one episode on just any one of these awards. But to quickly get to talk about some of this stuff and uh, close out the year. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first set of awards are the character awards, different enemies, or sometimes good guys. And the first award is the Wet and Wild Award for the best water guy. And the nominees are Blooper, Cheap Cheap, Rip Van Fish, Unagi, Urchin, and Big Bertha. You can see if you are in this Discord that I have pictures of all of the nominees there, so that way you know which character I'm talking about, because not everybody knows what a Rip Van Fish is, but he's that little wobbly guy that falls asleep sometimes. And uh, he's actually my favorite. I like that. He, he'll he chase Mario, and then I'll just like fall asleep for no reason. He, uh, unfortunately, was the one that pissed me off a lot in the game. <laughs> he he'd always... I, he'd hit me, and then I'd lose Yoshi somewhere underwater, and be like, damn it. <laughs> couldn't eat him in time. Ugh. I'm also a fan of the blue bloopers. But the, yeah, they, I was going to say the, the original there. The original bloopers. Hmm. Yeah. So they're the ones that'll like follow you around, so they usually trap me and yep. uh, corner me. Except if you're tiny Mario and you walk on the bottom, can't touch you. Oh, or really? I think even if you're big Mario, too, they, they won't touch you if you're walking on the bottom. They don't go that far? Uh-uh. I don't think so, if I remember correctly. I just have like the the uh, memory of the punk rock uh, remake of the Mario songs and the water one's my favorite. That's a very good song. Uh, uh, I will say, I do like the the fish dude. I think that's my favorite one of the watery dudes. The cheap cheap? The regular old fish? The regular old fish. The red one? Yeah. Good old cheap cheap. Yep. The the one kind of scary looking. Like a bottom of the ocean. Like never seen the, the light. He was oh, pretty yeah, cool. The, the eel guy. The one with the br- brown lips scares me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rip Van Fish. That was my Rip Van Fish. That was my uh, worst enemy. Worst water enemy. I guess we all had different ones, so I don't know who the winner is. I guess the winner is Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. 
So the Ink Boy. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. Blooper. Blooper wins. The original. The original blooper. blooper. Sounds good. The original blooper. All right. Next award. Who's the bomb award? The most explosive guy or gal, I suppose. I don't know if these items are gendered. <laughs> uh, we've got the bomb, the bullet bill, the bonsai bill, the king bomb, cannon or torpedo Ted. Can't go. Can't go wrong with fucking bomb. Yeah, Babam's Babam's yeah. winner. Or King Babam's pretty cool too, but he, he was. might win a, in a, a later category. But I mean, but uh, I I do like the Bullet Bills as well. Yeah, I you're right because you could always jump on a Bullet Bill and he zoom you. Um, yeah, you get an extra little boost. Yeah, uh, but I think like in a non speed run cheesy style gameplay, I think Babam is probably your best friend. In progressing in these games, yeah. Was Babam first introduced in Mario Three? I think so. I don't think it was in the original Mario. I know Bullet yeah. Bill was. No, oh, yeah. Bullet Bill was for sure. Yeah, but I don't think you could jump on Bullet Bill because it was always shooting at you. You it always popped up in like level four or later, and it always shot the opposite direction. There was nothing ever. Torpedo Ted's essentially a Bullet Bill, but underwater. Yep. Makes sense. What's the difference between bonsai and bullet? Is it like he's a tree? Bonsai is the giant one that takes up like most of the screen in the Super mm-hmm. Mario world. So he's a tree, right? I don't know. I, I think I still vote for Bombum. Or Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, I think Bob's the winner. Because yeah, yep, you can use that sure. in like uh, puzzling type of things too to like bust open walls or bricks. And none of these mm-hmm. other items have that kind of ability, but you can use them. Yeah. yeah, and the bomb was also in the the movie at the end. That's right. That's true. That's right. I mean, if you want to go that, Big Bertha's in the movie too. Uh, Mario <laughs> dances with her in that disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Babam, you are the way to go, Babam. Way to go, bud. Next up is the Hot Hot Heat Award for Best Fire Guy. Got the fire bro, the angry son. I don't know if he has a real name. That's what I call him. Oh, I hate the, him. The angry son. Lava bubble, the blarg, the fire snake, or the fire Mario. Ooh. So I had two choices for me. Mm-hmm. I would go with the angry son because that motherfucker pissed me off in that game. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the desert levels where you did chase yes. down by the fucking bastard. Sun. Yeah. Chase that thing. Like swoops down and swoops back up. And then the other one for me would be classic Fire Mario, because that's just awesome. Especially mm-hmm. when they finally changed him back to like changing clothes since the first episode to give him the white hat and the red overalls. Yeah. Um, which one is Fire Bro? He's the the, uh, the guy that's like uh, throws fire. He's like a hammer brother, oh, but I he see. throws fireballs instead. He's mostly in Odyssey, big time. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Who's the 3D? Uh, the 3D games. That's probably why I don't know. Who's the 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 connected fireball that bounces around like the? That's the snake, fire snake. I thought the fire snake was the ugly little fucker like hanging out in in the lava with the, making the dumb face. No, that's that's the blarg. That's blarg. Uh, 
or Mario's World, and he got cut out of 64. And play a Super whole lot Mario of 64. His animation's still in there. Oh, yeah. The hackers pulled him out. It's pretty cool. He's in some of the new Super Mario games as well. I mean, best fire guy, hands down, probably Mario. But the most hated, either the mm-hmm. sun or the fire snake. Like, fire snake was just like, there's no way to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you had a star. Yeah. Which is hard yep. to come by. Yeah. Yeah, my money's on Fire Mario. Agreed. But Blarg, he creeped me out. <laughs> I had, pro- had, had problems with him quite a bit. Yeah, in those levels where like you're on the like little skull thing that kind of mm-hmm. floats along the lava, he would always like sneak mm-hmm. up and get me. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's like pops out of nowhere. All right, so we have the mini boss award: best boss before the boss. Uh, we have Petey the Piranha. Uh, so he basically, like the, the, uh, the tunnel, not tunnels, uh, little pipe dudes, but this one was a much bigger one with a smile. Uh, throw shit at you. He throws shit at you. Uh, number two is Birdo, which technically wasn't a Mario character. It was a, a Japanese character Doki that, a Doki Doki, yep. Uh, number three, Gloober Bloober. I don't know who that was. Mario Sunshine. Yep, I believe. He's a squid looking dude. Uh okay. Uh King Bombum, which you talked about two uh slides ago. The Brutals, which are the little like rabbit little people. And then we have the Koopalings. Any of the Koopalings that uh were either in the floating ship or anybody that you fought in any of the levels where you were trying to get along, uh you most likely fought a Koopaling. That would be uh, like Lakita and um, that's it. I, I don't remember the other ones. <laughs> Ludwig, Ludwig, yep, yep, yeah, Wendy, mm-hmm. Roy, Ike, or something uh, like that. Yeah, Ike, yeah, yeah. So as much as I enjoy like the aesthetics of the other ones, y- you got to give it up to the Koopalings, right? Yeah, that's my vote. So. They're the my classic vote. ones. Uh, I had the most fun fighting the glo- glooper blooper because you like rip its arms off. <laughs> yes, that is a fun ba- battle. <laughs> but uh, you do the the Koopalings are like the most reoccurring. They're always like the boss at the end of the level castles mm-hmm. in most Mario games. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're deserving. Up next, we have the so spooky and scary award. For the best ghost or ghoul, we have Boo, the classic Boo. Everybody loves Boo. And we have Dry Bones, Fishbone, Bruiser. Which one's Bruiser? The, that would be the boxing-looking <laughs> ghost right there. I don't remember him. And Bony Beetle and Eerie. And that must be the little dragon floating ghost guy from Super Mario World. Yeah. He he usually has like a fishing lure with like a flame attached to it. Ah, that's right. Forgot about him. I think um, this one's pretty obvious. Well, it comes down to two, Boo or Dry Bones. That's what I was thinking, too. I would agree. I, I, I will say that the Bony Beetle is a little bit of like obnoxious. 
Right. Yeah, he's a little bit of a bitch. Right. <laughs> on him occasionally when he doesn't have his spikes out. Right. Uh, so it's a little bit of annoying, but we're not talking about annoying. We're talking about the best, and obviously it's Boo with like a close second being Dry Bones. I really like Dry Bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but spooky and scary, you have to have both. Dry uh, Dry Bones never scared me. <laughs> yeah, because he just fell apart. You jumped on him, but Boo, Jesus Christ, trying to run away from that thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I've a, a and little bit of. Are, I was just gonna say both of them are pretty unkillable, right? Without a star or something. And I have a little bit of a bias because I'm a huge Luigi fan, and ghosts scare me. So, <laughs> so I vote Boo. Boo. Yep. Uh, that's my boo, boo. Go, going to Boo. Going boo, to who? Boo. Pale take it. I'll do the next. Yeah, I'll do the next one. <laughs> I know an ice guy. Not a nice guy award, best snowy guy, <laughs> and our nominees are Mr. Blizzard. Full disclosure, I don't know any of these uh, characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and me both, bud. You and me both. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to give any description or any reference to what game they were in. So they go in order from left to right, top to bottom. Oh, okay. That makes it easier. So, Mr. Blizzard's the snowman, mm-hmm. one-armed snowman guy. Uh, chill Bully looks like snow a... Pokey guy at the bottom. Snow Pokey at the bottom, okay. Uh, ice Brow. Um, Breezy. And then... Tai... Typhoo. Typhoo. So I believe Mr. Blizzard and Chill Bully are from Mario 64. Yes. I remember them and Snow Pokey. I know regular Pokey. I don't remember Snow Pokey. I don't remember Snow Pokey either, but he came up when I looked for in my Google search and I was like, oh, that guy's cool. He is pretty cool. I don't remember him. He's one of the Pokey Cactus guys, but he's in the snow levels. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like it was a, a DLC for like... Mario Super Mario yeah. 3 or something <laughs> like or the Game Boy right. like I wonder if he like Mario he Land up in like the 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 build your, the make your Mario Mario Maker, Maker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I wonder if he's like a character in there it might be but it kind of definitely looks like a Super Mario Land type of character like that looks yeah. you know very Game Boy graphics and then Typhoon is from uh Mario Odyssey and then the ice thrower, uh, ice bro. He's from. Was he in Odyssey? It was just uh, fire and hammers. I thought. Yeah, I don't think he is in Odyssey. He's but he comes up in those new Super Mario game, yeah. bro. Whatever those games. The and then the freezy, the freezy's from Smash Brothers. I know that <laughs> it's always in there, but I feel like that's more like an ice climber thing. But I think it probably isn't from a Mario game originally. But Mario uses him in that game. Yeah. Uh, my money is on the chill bully because those fuckers would always just like yes sumo you off the edge of the level yep it's very uh not used as much in the game there's only like the one ice bully yeah. in it i think they had a lot more in there's a lot of people that dug into the, that when we had that nintendo data breach or leak whatever it was that people finally got the the beta information the for the files. original 64 game. Yeah, all those files were released. They had little chill bullies that would run around. 
just like the lava level, the lava bullies, but they just left one random one in there. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was a bitch to kill. If I had That's to cool. pick, I don't know any of these characters. Like I didn't, I <laughs> I only played Mario up until till three, honestly, and none of these really look familiar. Uh, but if I were to like kind of look at like an ice guy that was the coolest, I think Ice Bro is like my favorite. He's just so cool looking. Yeah, he's so cool. I know he's cool because he's in the snow. <laughs> you got it. How about you, pal. Um, I mean, I, I, so not a nice guy award. Uh, chill bully he doesn't look very nice to me. Like. <laughs> He's, he's got a very evil agenda about him. <laughs> he's the Trump of the snow levels. <laughs> yeah. He's the Trump of the nice guy, not nice guy word. <laughs> yeah. I stand alone with the ice bro, but I can concede that chill bullies. Is- that was a good choice. I just wish I knew, like, every single, like, Mario that I did play, there wasn't really an ice level. That came later, it seems. They throw them in there every once in a while. Yeah. Get yourself that uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I'm going to. We we were looking at that and the, the Mario Deluxe today. But Odyssey's on the list, for sure. You guys should all recognize these fellows. It's the Uso Basic Award for the best <laughs> standard guy. <laughs> We've got the Goomba, Koopa Troopa, the Piranha Plant, the Shy Guy, Wiggler, and the Thwomp. I think, I think Shy Guys, <laughs> like, is my favorite on here. Cause Shy Guy will help you in Mario Party, give you an extra roll, right? That is true. But yeah. as for the award is you're so basic, it's gotta be Goomba, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I would say. He's very basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Most of you think too, Shy Guys from Doki Doki. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's from Mario too, so he's either. not even. They turned him into a Mario character. Yeah, the Wiggler's cool. Thomper's just annoying. So honestly, like on a, if we're going for like absolute best of the standard guys, it's probably going to be Thumper or the Piranha Plant. But this award says he's all basic. Yeah, it's got, it's <laughs> got, got be it's got to be Goomba or Koopa Troopa, Goomba's but but. At Goomba least they give you a shell. A Goomba does nothing. <laughs> Points. Just bump into each other. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, Dustin got me this Mario book for Christmas. And I was reading it and it said Koopa was supposed to be the first enemy. But since it's kind of like a two hit thing, they're like, we need something even more basic than that. Let's <laughs> throw in the Goomba. So you just have to smush it. So, I mean, obviously, it's got to be the Goomba. <laughs> Straight from the creator's mouth. Yeah, it has to be. Wrap it up, put it on a bow, Goomba. <laughs> I like how they made it because it looks like a mushroom with Mario feet, and I never really understood that. It's like it is it's this it brown is. mushroom, and it had Mario shoes on. He's I remember when I first saw him. The, the, uh, I guess from what I was reading, they were uh, like turncoats. They were mushroom. They were like toads that turned bad. Ah, that would make sense. And that's what the movie did, kind of right. Yeah. But you turn them into Look like lizards or whatever. <laughs> uh, the Pins and Needles Award. The best spiky guy. Uh, we're missing a couple spiky dudes in here. 
like Chill Bully and uh, the Bones one, the Beetle, yeah, the Bony Beetle. We had um, that we didn't already mention. Yeah. All right. So we have the Porku Puffer, uh, which is the water level dude. Uh, Fuzzy. No idea where Fuzzy's from. What is it? in sky levels that he's that he uh, kind of like goes around on a, like a little track. Yeah. Mario oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 uh, yeah. He's on a track. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Uh, Spiny. All the sand people levels. Uh, Spike, Pokey, and Spike Top. Never want to jump on Spike Top. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, so Spike Top's essentially a Pokey, but he can walk around and on ceilings and stuff. Where yes, Spike or Pokies will just fall off the edge and die. Mm-hmm. And you could you can slide you can Pokey. slide take those out right, like the Pokies. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, skirt mm-hmm. him. <laughs> but uh usually with those you've got the guy floating in the cloud throwing them down at you so and they're like a spiky mm-hmm. circle and you can't let them hit you exactly i think that's lackey two that's throwing them down mm-hmm. i would always say i always said lackey growing up but everyone's like it's lucky two sorry i don't speak japanese <laughs> I was six years old. It's Lakitu. <laughs> <laughs> Can't change my childhood pronunciation. Exactly. That's my money. I'd be on Pokey because of help yeah. from him. Because I think he's he has more presence than some of these other guys. Yeah. But I really liked uh, Spike. It was... Uh, I didn't like him because he was an asshole in the game, but... It always hit me with that ball, but that was a neat concept. <laughs> like he just ball. barfs it out and just <laughs> yeah. throws it at you. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of these are avoidable. Like the the puffer fish and fuzzy are super avoidable. And you know, spiny, you can hit him with a shell and take out parts of his body. Just really, I don't know. All these characters are avoidable, obviously, but they just I didn't feel like it posed a threat to me. Uh, I I do I think I agree with the pokey thing. Spike Top was interesting because he can crawl and everything, but he gets on the up on the ceiling. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to run around you. If yeah. we want to go just based on sheer number of pins and needles, the 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 cactus guy wins. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which I think he's might be pokey, and Spiny is the other. Yeah, it might be backwards, but it doesn't really matter. When you Google pokey, yeah, the cactus yeah, pokey is yeah, the yeah. okay. Cactus we misspoke. <laughs> so Spiny. <laughs> So, what's the final verdict on this? Wait, hold on. Yeah, the little turtle with the spikes on his shell. Who's he? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I just had the names mixed up. but that Yeah, I was just going off names. And the more I said it, it's like, wait, Pokey was the other guy. (laughs) Yeah, I realized that too. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Spiny. I think he's the winner of this one, right? Yeah, the turtly dude with the spikes on his shell. Yep. All right, moving on, we have the They Fly Now Award for the best flying guy. First up, we have the Paratrooper. Paratroopa, excuse me. Not paratrooper. Lucky two. Or Lucky two. <laughs> we have Flutter, which looks like is a wiggler with wings. Mm-hmm. So I guess when they these caterpillars become butterflies. <laughs> I, I don't even know uh, what game that's from. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I've never seen it. 
then we have the Paragoomba. They gave the useless Goomba wings. <laughs> so now it just flies in a circle and flies back and forth. Or jumps up and down. I don't even think. Some games it jumps. Yeah. And it doesn't even fly. I don't think he fly. can stay, stay. Yeah, he could just jump high. I think Mario Odyssey was the only game that he you could continuously fly him like all over the place. Uh, then we have the blue Yoshi. Because he gives you wings. And like caped. That's yeah, true. And caped Mario. Which was... Both those last two were introduced in Super Mario World. So just the simple, iconic yellow cape of Mario. So the... The the Tanuki suit counts too. Yeah. But it's not on here. The flutters or the the winged wing uh, wrigglers uh, appeared in Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was one of my favorite games. How the hell did I not remember that? (laughs) Uh, I think that Caped Mario is out. He's more of a glider. I do like Tanuki suit. Um, so if you're saying he counts for that, that's going to change things a little bit. He's not on here. He did, he missed the. Probably because the Mario is a, a glider. Probably Blue Yoshi is going to get a good nod, but Lakitu, come on. Mm-hmm. He's always disruptive, throwing those little fire. Things at you, or spikes, or whatever the hell he decides to throw at you in a level. Plus, or you can wrong- and steal his little cloud and use it for your own bidding. Yes, they're called That's spiny right. eggs. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> is what uh, the wiki <laughs> the wiki says. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> like the the paratrooper and the paragoomba are interesting. It just adds one additional hit box to them, you know. Uh, but they're I don't know. They're just kind of in the way. You jump you on them. You can often use the paratroopa to like get the top of the flagpole by jumping on yeah. them in mm-hmm. those games where that matters. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I'd rather have the cloud and just flow through the level. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So either Lakitu or Blue Yoshi. Probably going to go with Lakitu in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Same. Blue Yoshi doesn't agree. I vote that. Lakitu films all of Mario 64. Without him, we couldn't play that game. That's true. <laughs> we couldn't Ooh. run a race in Mario Kart either. That's true. He, he drops he down the tell- little boop, boop, boop. The countdown, and he tells us uh, that we're going the wrong way. <laughs> and he picks you up if you fall off the course and puts you back on it. That is true. So he's very useful in that game. Very important to this franchise. We need him. <laughs> Who are the winner, Lakitu? Now let's get on to Pale reading this one. My sidekick award, best Mario ally. Our nominees in this category are Luigi, uh, Yoshi, Toad, Flood. No idea. Am I saying that right? It's Flood. 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 (laughs) You haven't Uh, played Mario Sunshine either? No. (laughs) Cappy. And Luma. Is Luigi really a sidekick or an alternate? I don't... Because I feel like in the original games, the original game at least, you could be either Luigi or Mario. It wasn't until... was the second player's controller. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's he's not primary, he's secondary. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know, still sidekick, I don't know, I think that... 
It's not called the Super Luigi Brothers. It's the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're playing the Super Luigi Brothers game that I own, you are Luigi. Well, he's not the sidekick in that game. But in Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's not the sidekick anymore. Yeah. So then we eliminate him. Well, well no, Luigi's technically Mario. in the title, the Super Mario Brothers. And I think at the TV show, their last name was Mario. Well, okay. And that's so how they, they played that off. Is Mario Mario, Luigi Mario. That's true. They made that up. You guys know what FLUD stands for? Fucking Fully loaded ultra dick. Dowsing. Down. <laughs> Flash liquidizer ultra dowsing device. Dowsing device. I knew that. Yeah, I had to look it up. Fucking large, utter dick down. Fucking large, utter. Essentially, my money's on Yoshi or. Yeah. Cappy, but probably Yoshi. Yeah, I was thinking Yoshi when I think you actually like team up and sidekick. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who Cappy is. <laughs> Get yourself Odyssey. And isn't Lumina like pretty much only in uh, Galaxy? Yes, in Galaxy Two. And Yoshi's in Galaxy Two, too. Two, two, two. two. Or Super Smash Brothers. That's right, but useless there. I don't like her. <laughs> Rosalina. So Yoshi, little star. My vote's for Yoshi. Yoshi. Yoshi, you are the winner. Yum. The best sidekick. Get the fuck out of here, Luigi. You're the best brother. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, best brother. Oh, the Magic Mushroom Award for Best Mushroom Power-Up. We got the 1-Up Mushroom, which grants an extra life. The Bee Mushroom transforms Mario into a bee, allowing him to fly around and walk on clouds and flowers and stick to honeycombs. The Boo Mushroom transforms Mario into a Boo Mario, allowing him to uh, go through fences and read Booish. <laughs> the Mini oh. Mushroom transforms Mario into a Mini Mario, go on water, make floaty jumps, and enter tiny passages. The Rock Mushroom transforms Mario into a Rock Mario, which lets him destroy enemies and objects by rolling. Spring Mushroom transforms Mario into a spring, letting him jump higher. The Super Mushroom, which is the all-important mushroom that allows Mario to become Super Mario and um, withstand the damage, break blocks, and find other power-ups. He could find power-ups without the Super Mushroom. <laughs> this is true. Uh, the Propeller Mushroom transforms to Propeller Mario, letting him roll up, slowly descend, and drill while in midair to land fast. I feel like there's a lot more. Uh, there, there's more power-ups on the next screen, but they're not mushrooms. They're not mushrooms. So best as in helping you the best? Because there's also the killer mushroom, the poison mushroom, that made its appearance in Mario 2. That's not good. That's bad. That's right. That's what I'm saying. These bad are the mushroom. best mushrooms, not the shittiest mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> These are not the poisonous <laughs> mushrooms. I mean, I'd be remiss to you know not mention that 1-Up Mushroom is like the OG of best mushrooms. But, I mean, I didn't play... other Mario. Right, I didn't play a whole lot of these other games that had all these different mushrooms in it. So, my vote's on the 1-Up. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that as well. Oh, shit. That was easy peasy. I haven't seen some of these other ones. Even though he's not going to respond. But what about the propeller mushroom? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to have a propeller hat like that? (laughs) Not five anymore. 
Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I'm the one-up mushroom. Yeah. I mean, if you have the propeller mushroom, that just to agree with Pale for a second, you won't need <laughs> as many one-ups because you can, like, float and you're less likely to die. That is true. Mm. Mm, you see, we got to consider the propeller. <laughs> However, we could take that a step further. If the camera follows you as you go up, like in Mario 3, as you're floating down, you're fucked because you have no extra jump. And if you're right over a gap, you're going to die. So you would need those one-ups before you get the propeller. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have the propeller mushroom <laughs> and you run into something, you will lose the propeller mushroom, but you won't die instantly. That is true. So you get three hits. Well, yeah, you get <laughs> you'll lose the propeller and just become regular Super Mario. And then you get hit again and you just become a little tiny Mario. Whereas with the Did one they up, change that in a couple of games? Like you just went straight to like tiny there Mario. There is one or two games where it does yeah. that and that's I don't Those are no fun. <laughs> but who cares what pale things? The one up mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> is it like bee mushroom and propeller mushroom about like basically the same thing you can't well, I think you can fly combs with the propeller mushroom pale <laughs> what are you stupid <laughs> so stupid i can't even thought of that why are you so dumb <laughs> <sighs> okay one up mushroom i i really tried to get the others involved <laughs> i almost had you guys persuaded <laughs> I think I did all the arguing. You just said something. <laughs> While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. Alright, let's go. The You've Got the Power Award. The best power-up costume. Or, I don't know, I don't. the blue blue shell doesn't seem like a costume, but oh well. Here we go. It's a costume, because you wear it. I mean, put a shell on, that's really weird. All right, so the blue mushroom, sorry, the blue shell allows Mario some sh shell dash speeds, hide most block attacks, and swim faster because you're a turtle now. The boomerang flower enables Mario to throw a boomerang at enemies. The boomerang can also collect coins and activate checkpoints and flags. So very similar to Link's boomerang. Uh, cannon box, continuous fires, chargeable cannonballs when worn. Which can collect items and break cracked walls and rock blocks. Cape Feather allows Mario to fly, glide, ground smash, and cape spin his foes, similar to the Super Leaf. Cloud Flower enables Mario to create three cloud platforms to make floaty jumps and walk on clouds. The OG Fire Flower allows Mario to throw fireballs. The Froggy Suit. Allows Mario to swim faster in any direction and jump higher. The Hammer Suit lets Mario throw powerful hammers and block enemies' fireballs by crouching. Ice Skates allows Mario to skate on ice, move quicker, 
and are also immune or is also immune. You are you are immune now uh, <laughs> to certain enemies and spikes without being able to stop. This poor grammar. Awesome. Thanks, Internet. He's got the spike vaccine. Uh, Penguino suit lets Mario slide on his belly, throw ice balls, and slide more freely. He also doesn't slide while on ice. Oh, nice. You can pretty much run on ice. Neato. Super Acorn allows Mario to glide and midair jump like Cape Mario, clinging to walls. Super Bell allows Mario to climb up walls and poles and sprint quicker and slash enemies with his claws. Super looks Leaf. Like a cat. It does look like a cat. Nice. I guess that kind of makes sense. It makes sense. A bell and a cat and whatever. Uh, Super Leaf lets Mario fly, glide, and tail whip. And then the Tanuki suit gives Mario a raccoon form uh, with powers and also lets him briefly turn into a statue. Lots of good ones on here. Oh, no. So many options. (sighs) Shit. Okay, so... Number one, Tanuki. Number two, probably the Super Leaf... And number three, the frog suit. And number four, the flower power. I don't know. I'm just, it's really tough. There's so many. I think the fire flower is in contention, but we already gave Fire Mario an award earlier. Yeah. Good point. So we can leave that out if we want to. I agree with Dustin. My favorite power-up costume is definitely the Tanuki suit in Mario 3. Mm. And a close second was the hammer suit. And then the frog suit was all yeah. for Mario 3. That's um, true. And then the leaf, of course, was mm-hmm. awesome, too, giving you the little tail. Yeah, like the, fly. the red panda tail is what I always thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of the Tanuki suit. I think uh, it, you can turn into a statue, but I can't recall ever doing that. I don't either. Oh, I did all the time. <laughs> On um, the, the, the Koopa Kid ships that spit fire. You can oh, turn yeah. into the Tanuki suit and you, you douse the fire and it turns him off. That's cool. I never even thought about doing that. Yeah, I don't know where we found that pre-internet. I don't know if we had a game guide or what, but my brother figured that one out. That's why we'd always look for the Tanuki suit because those slow-moving side-scroll levels. Yeah. And you just had to sit there for like 15 fire blasts. You could easily just stand there then and turn into a statue. Pill, any opinions? Uh, not you want the propeller like- mushroom to come back, right? I just yeah, we just need to go back to the uh the other category. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh the only experience I have with, with these is like the tanuki suit, the frog suit, fire flower and basically all the ones that you've already mentioned. So, but personally I would probably vote tanuki suit. It's really because it's the, I don't I don't I yeah, yeah it's I mean, unanimous but I think the super leaf and the tanuki suit are like together I mean, basically the same thing except yeah. for a tanuki suit lets you yeah. turn into a statue I guess I'm more familiar with right I think I'm more <laughs> familiar with the super leaf that's just yeah the super leaf is more common because mm-hmm. I think the tanuki suits you only get from the treasure chest games with Toad like they're not in level. Right. Uh, I thought it was like a secret. You get it out of the big question mark, like when you go underground with yeah. the slides. That and the hammer suit. I yeah. think you get those both little spots. But primarily, I feel like they're in the chance tre- chest. Yes, 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 yes. And I like the frog suit just because I liked how Mario looked in it, but it it it, it wasn't a super useful except for yeah. Fire. It was like the one water level where the the bubbles are shooting down. Yeah. 
and is the only thing powerful enough to go into those pipes. I really wish the boot was on here. I loved hopping around in that boot. Yes, the boot. <laughs> Forgot about that. When did the penguin suit come come in? In the ice. We, I think the the new new Super Mario Brothers games added a whole bunch yeah. of these new power ups. Right. Moving on, we have. Is it my turn? I don't know whose turn it is. Uh, but a fleeting moment award for the best temporary power up. Uh, first, we have the Mega Mushroom, which temporarily makes Mario giant and able to destroy everything in his path. We have the Power Balloon, which temporarily allows Mario to float. It fills him up with air. Become the, the fat <laughs> Mario. <and> he, <laughs> it's hilarious the to see. Helium. Yes. Uh, the classic and all-time favorite, Superstar, temporarily allows Mario. Uh, Marioto? That's interesting. <laughs> Marioto to defeat it. Oh, grammar. Oh, my gosh. Allows Mario to defeat enemies by touch while becoming immune to all attacks. Who put and... a comma on the teleprompter? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Ron reads whatever's uh, on the prompter. Freaking thing while I was supposed to be working. <laughs> so yes. I didn't do a spell check. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> the metal cap, which temporarily makes Mario invulnerable and heavy. He doesn't want, he doesn't need, <laughs> he doesn't want to breathe, <laughs> doesn't need to breathe, which lets him resist toxic fumes and walk underwater. First introduced in Mario 64. And then we have the vanish cap, temporarily makes Mario intangible and allowing him to walk through enemies, chain link fences, ice, and mirrors, also in Mario 64. And the wing cap, all three of these are temporary lets Mario fly after doing a triple jump or being shot from a cannon. Yeah, all of the power-ups in Mario 64 are temporary for some reason. Uh, Metal Cap. At least in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Metal Cap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a good point. Like, it's basically the superstar powers, but you can also breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's only in the one game. Yeah. Right. The, the problem that I had with, like, Metal Cap is it's just really hard to recover from something if you were to take yeah you can't jump yeah i mean my money's on the superstar because it like speeds you up and makes you invincible yep it gives you the cool flippy jump i agree with that and the iconic music <laughs> all right i lose superstar it is oh. yeah so i'll go ahead the so long gay bowser award <laughs> Best Bowser battle. You gotta say, so long, gay Bowser. Gay Bowser. So long, gay Bowser. So long, gay Bowser. I never thought that until I saw it on the internet, and now I can't unhear it. That's I what just I thought always it, thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was so long, big Bowser is what I thought he said. I guess the audio on my TV growing up sucked, but <laughs> so long, big Bowser. And then there was like, he says so long, gay Bowser. I'm like, what? <laughs> The guy that does the Mario voice actually said it's so long, uh, a Bowser like yeah so longa so, so he he's yeah. trying to be Italian so longa Bowser <laughs> so longa uh, but it sounds like so long gay Bowser <laughs> got Super Mario Bros on the NES mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros three NES Super Mario World the SNES Super Mario 64, Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii, and 
Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Well, I'm going to say that my favorite is the first one, but he's really easy to defeat. You just got to touch the axe and it's over. Yeah. And that's kind of the way Mario 3 is. You just got to let him commit suicide by keep jumping on those blocks until they disappear. Yeah, that was a very disappointing ending to the game. It's like there's a lot of challenges in that. And I'm like, I just have to jump out of the way. Yeah. I think Super Mario World is cool because that introduces that clown copter. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep throwing up those guys at him to exactly. So you got to hit them, knock them out, and they come back after a while. And he spits fire, and then the it's, big cannonballs. So there's a lot of things you got to avoid. It's very difficult. But uh, Super Mario 64 is also great because you—that's the one where you actually get to like pick him up and throw him, spin mm-hmm. him around. And the cool because you get to use the joystick and kind of rotate it, work on your timing perfectly. But still simple for the first two times you fight him. It's just one hit and done. But then they add the extra elements, fire and the smaller levels, and then you got to do it three times. Mm -hmm. So that final, final battle is pretty tough. Yeah. Mario 64. Level keeps getting smaller because, like, chunks of it break off. Um, And then I don't remember the Galaxy Seas battle. I've done it. It was pretty fun, but I don't recall it off the top of my head. I think it's, um, you got to kind of, ground pound the opposite side of the world at that oh, yes yep. of him yep i got it now yeah you're right because i introduced yeah the gravitational thing that you can run around those mm-hmm. planets but yeah the odyssey battle the final battle was difficult there's a lot of timing with that one but then so once you have it down it's pretty simple yeah it's pretty simple i think for if we're going off difficulty it's got to be super mario i would agree with that that's the one i've done the most uh the other ones i don't think i've ever done done those battles i'm i maybe the original super mario bros a couple times but uh super mario world was like the most battles with him i could remember yeah super mario bros you just jump over him and hit that axe and then (laughs) yeah like Justin was saying that's it's pretty easy yeah so i do think it's world yeah i look like that clown copper yeah, I think it's world. world. For yeah, sure. my vote's world. I think I feel like Ooh. when I played the sixty four, it was really tough to beat Bowser, but it was not very satisfying. Yeah, the hardest part yeah. is getting behind him to throw him. Yeah, yeah, because you got to grab his tail. All right. Um, next up, Stan Lee Award for the best cameo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Punch Out or in Punch Out, he's the referee. Mm-hmm. In Ocarina of Time, you can look in the windows of Hyrule Castle and see a painting mm-hmm. of Mario. In Kirby Superstar, Mario is cheering outside the fighting ring when you battle uh, King DDDD. Pilot Wings, yep. Mario replaces Washington on Mount Rushmore. At Majora's Mask, the mask salesman owns a Mario mask. And in Metal Gear Salad, Twin Snakes, Mario and Yoshi are figures on a uh, computer monitor. Oh, so- awesome. Sorry about that. Uh, I had to silence my phone and turn my watch off. Matt Stafford... <laughs> Matt Stafford just got traded to the Rams for Jared Goff and a couple picks. Damn. Oh, damn. He's supposed to come to the Colts. Yeah, so we, my, my phone no is next year. buzzing. Buzzing. So, excuse me. It's good now. I, I shut everything off. All right. Um, I don't know if it really is a cameo, but I do like the, the punch out for sure. I did an episode of the Duke and 
Uh, the first one I did was Punch Out, and I did make mention of Mario as the referee. Uh, the other ones I didn't realize, uh, but now that I see it, it makes sense. You know, having Mario just you know, pop up in these things. Yeah. But the the one that stood out the most to me would be Punch Out. Yeah. I kind of agree. I think Ocarina, I remember looking in that window for the first time. and I'm like, holy shit, Mario's in there. Mm, like, yeah. If I could go in there, I could jump inside that painting. <laughs> like <laughs> in Super Mario 64. I remember the Pilot Wings 64 one. Right. I love that game. That one was really fun. Yeah, uh, but I didn't think that that was I Mario when I saw it. Like when I first played it, I didn't think that was Mario. I just thought it was a really weird like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very poorly rendered, but the screenshot makes it clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely remember the Ocarina, Majora's Mask. Never played Metal Gear Solid, but yeah, I Punch Out. I'd go with that. I think that was like his first big cameo. Yeah. Well, it's like pretty prominent too because he comes yeah, in like right every rat. Yeah, all right, Punch yep. Out. Mario. I say Punch Out. Oh, I get to read this one, and this is the one that I made. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, the most obscure Mario game. Yeah, created a list. I was hoping that we can get a episode together to talk about these games that we'll never get to talk about because they're games that Mario or they were made for Mario and just never came to fruition or, uh, nobody really talked about or they're old and, you know, weren't really associated, but you could tell it's him. Uh, but the, uh, I don't know what the, if they're in any specific order, but Hotel Mario, it came out, it was a PC game. It was uh, kind of like an educational game, uh, along with Mario Teaches Typing. Yes. It's also yes. a uh, educational game. Uh, then you have Mario Bros. Special, or Special, the F1 Racing, the Famicom Grand Prix, uh, technically wasn't a Mario game, but... It predominantly was Mario characters driving uh, F1 racing cars. They put Mario on the box to sell it, I think. Yeah. Uh, Alleyway for the Game Boy. I mean, it's the same concept. You just had Mario characters in it. Um, The all-night nipping Super Mario Bros. Uh, Very weird. Alleyway box, Mario's inside. Uh, (laughs) Yes, he is. The pod, yeah. Yeah. The other one, the... Uh, all night nipping Star- Super Mario Bros. It just has it looks like little me or Wii characters, but the me characters. Yeah. Um, but this is like way before that, I think. Yeah, uh, Wrecking Crew. That's one of the original games uh, for the NES. Uh, I think not original, but it's after Donkey Kong, but before Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. use the iconic hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mario's Cement Factory. This is what I was talking about with the Game and Watch. This was when, uh, Mario technically first came into the fr- uh, fruition. But the only thing noticeable, noted for this is the mustache. There wasn't really anything in the colors or any other thing, like profession or anything like it, but there's just mustache and a little short chubby dude. And then uh, the other educational game is I Am a Teacher Super Mario Sweater. It's essentially like a, a handheld game, uh, but essentially you made a uh, a print that you could print out and um, make a sweatshirt of it. Yeah, sweater. Yeah, <laughs> like there's Mario is missing is another one like those educational I love that games. Game. 
Yeah, but that's but that's technically that's technically a Luigi game. Yeah, exactly. That's why it didn't come up on this list. Yeah, it's not a Mario. Yeah, I've actually played it. <laughs> Good game. I, I tried like to play it. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, he was in San Francisco. I think I had a bad ROM. It wasn't working. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But he's in San Francisco when I found him. <laughs> uh, but my guess probably would be the, either the bottom, like on the bottom one, the the Wrecking Crew or the Mario Cement Factory would be like I think OG most obs- no not most obscure probably the most fun of the obscure games would be those yeah. two. Most obscure would be the sweatshirt one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the Wrecking Crew is a good choice because there's actually a Wrecking Crew level in Smash Brothers. Yeah. A Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. Right. If you guys haven't played Wrecking Crew, I think, suggest uh, it. 100% suggest playing it. Do you think uh, Wreck It Ralph came about because of Wrecking Crew? It's totally. It looks like oh, it can. Wreck It Ralph is Donkey Kong. It, like, it, yeah, that, it, yeah, that is absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like Wrecking Crew was made because of Donkey Kong too. Yeah. Um it's basically like and, Yeah. Ralph or uh, not Ralph, the little the guy that beats up Wreck It Ralph with the hammer. Fix it Felix. Fix it Felix. Yeah, that yeah. is this character Fix from Wrecking Crew. Yeah. It's, it's Mario from Wrecking Crew. Oh man, that is crazy. Go with Wrecking Crew on this uh, one. Everybody, yeah. Everybody yeah, I'm good, I'm good with that. Or sweatshirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> obscure. All right. Next, we have the Sporty Spice Award for Best Mario Sport, and we got a lot. You don't have to read them all. You can just read the categories if you want. You don't have to read I was going to say, we have golf, tennis, basketball, Olympics, kart series, and soccer, and baseball. Yeah. And the most in that category is uh, kart has the most games. And I believe the Olympics. Yeah, that's that's the reason I listed the games so that way we we yeah. knew which one had the most. But you don't have to go through each one. Yeah, Just Mario Tennis, Mario Tennis, Mario Tennis. They're 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 all fun. Uh, I played the golf, the tennis, um, and Striker. I played Striker. I pretty much played all the Mario Karts and one of the Olympics. And we almost bought an Olympics game today for the Switch. Yeah, I've been debating that too because it's like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, like cheap. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, cart is going to be the category that I would choose. I know that's why I debated. I had it off of here originally because I think that's the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I mean, racing is kind of a sport, so you have to include it. But yeah. if we go, I guess runner up. Right. If we take cart out of it, it's the Mario Tennis was the most fun out of the the rest of them. Yeah, I think so. that was my favorite, and golf was fun too. But I had most fun with tennis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I went, I looked up which sold more in uh, Olympics actually has sold like 20 million more <laughs> copies. Well, it's because you have uh, your, you all the games. You have your Sega fanboys and your Mario fanboys like yeah. all in the same group. That makes sense. So one of my favorite games that's not a cart on this list is for sure Super Mario Strikers. I, yeah. That game was fun. I love playing that one. I did have a good time playing that. And then I mean that's that goes under soccer. Yeah, and then yeah. and then Super Slugger was fun too. Like I'm not yes. you know, trying to be remiss by not leaving it out, but right. just based on like the amount of games in that category, it's hard to compare Ooh. it to mm-hmm. tennis or golf, I think. Even if you were to narrow down the Mario Kart list, I mean Yeah, if we try to name our favorite Mario Kart game. 
That's tough. I, the one I think that revolutionized everything was Mario Kart 64 and still has a lot of replay value. Well, most of all of them do, but I mean, definitely for our generation, I would think Mario Kart 64. I mean, is that made its way? Uh, Super Mario Kart deserves a lot of credit for mm-hmm. making any of these games possible, for taking sure. Mario out of the platforming genre and ma- putting him in, in racing, and then that led to so much more. I know it's a uh, not a a lot of people don't agree with me, but I think Double Dash is one of my favorite Mario Kart games. Yes. Uh, I agree because we we had some fun nights playing that game. Yeah, <laughs> we could get a lot of people involved. And that first introduced internet, I believe, on that yeah, one. Yeah, that was the first time you could play with people not in the same room as you. Mm-hmm. And you could hook up multiple GameCubes, I think, and you could end up having like 16 like people. A, a land party like or whatever. Yeah. All right. Mario Kart, you are the winner. With a follow-up, I think tennis would be like the close, close quotation second. I think, yeah. I think that introduced the most things like little side games that you could do, like trying to hit the ball into certain rings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Little mini games, I guess is the word. Uh, the spinoff award for best spinoff franchise, uh, non Mario, uh, got Luigi's Mansion and the three games there. Uh, Yoshi's Island World. There's what? Ten games there. Looks like eight. Um, eight. Captain Toad, Wario Land slash World, and Wario Wear. Looks like eight for all those things. That's weird that Wario Wear and Wario are two separate categories. Yeah, I never like realized that. I thought different. it was just. I, you can all com- you can count them as all Wario games, but they're completely different types of games. Yeah. <laughs> Wario Land is basically War- Mario with Wario, and then WarioWare is just some weird offshoot bonkers game. <laughs> yes. All right. I feel like the obvious answer here is Wario, uh, but I will say that my favorite character is Luigi, so I'm a little partial by saying Luigi's Mansion stuff. Um, I never really got into Yoshi stuff, so I can't really comment and say anything about that. The Yoshi say- Island games are fantastic. Yes. Uh, but I've never played any of the, like, the 3D Yoshi games, or, like the Woolly World or the uh, World, or what is it? Crafted World was the other one. Those are the, I thought those were the two-dimensional yarn games, the Woolly World. Uh, oh, Yoshi Story is the 3D one, and then the Woolly World, they're, yeah. Yeah. The, but they don't have uh, Mario on his back, I don't think, in, uh, in the right. world game. But Luigi's Mansion games are amazing, so it's hard to say which one... And I, WarioWare is favorite, just dumb, like, fun party games. What about, did we look at sales? I feel like Luigi's Mansion would have outsold oh, I did not. all those Warios. Because that's, I didn't that's awfully close. Probably taking too long to calculate. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. I just think that it, it kind of made sense that with all the number of Wario games made that it would be, but apparently they're not as good, and they're just copies with this Wario. Which I guess is a it's a definition of spinoff. Yeah. You know? I they're they're all really short is the problem. Because I've played the majority of them. Like Wario World's a super fun game on the GameCube, but it's also like it, 
it takes you two hours to beat it. So it's hard to say it's like a great game. Right. And like, I don't know. I, I, I oscillate between Luigi's Mansion or Yoshi's Island. And I only lead towards Yoshi because there's more to choose from, or games to choose from. I lean more towards Yoshi just because I like Yoshi's Island, but I can't speak for many of those other games. So Pale. Yeah, for me, um, probably lean more towards Luigi's Mansion. But Yoshi's Island is close, very close second. Yeah, the the thing is with the Luigi stuff is I'm a huge fan of Luigi, but also you just had so much more content with Yoshi. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to be biased and fanboy, like, I'm going to obviously say Luigi, but in the grand scheme of things, Yoshi has more content, and they wouldn't have kept making more content for Yoshi if it was uh, not a good spinoff. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I just want to give it to Luigi because we already gave Yoshi the best sidekick award. I want to give That's Luigi, true. Mm. Luigi a prize. Yes! My <laughs> Luigi won! <laughs> and if I was going to go play a game right now, I'd probably put Luigi's Mansion 3 on before I put in a Yoshi's game, but that's because it's yeah. the most recent. Yeah. The Busy Boy Award for Best Mario Spinoff Franchise... So we've got the paper paper Mario the, franchise, the paper Mario, Luigi, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Mario versus Donkey Kong. We've got Doctor Mario in Mario Party. I know which one my wife would say. What's she that? she's in love with Mario Party. I like Mario Party. Yeah, I mean it's really good. I could give two shits. I I, I like a lot. Yeah, I can give two shits about Mario vs. Donkey Kong, I'll be honest. It's where it started, but I can care less about those games that are in there. I played a couple of them, and they're fun, but they're they're all on handheld systems, and I I think that's where it kind of falls short, because yeah. mm-hmm. they're not as fun to play, like in long bursts. Say, I would vote for Dr. Mario. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because I, I mean, never played a whole lot of the Mario Party games. I never owned any of them. So I'd always go over to someone else's house to play those games. Yeah. Mario Parties are fun in groups, but single player isn't. There's right. nothing there. Which is why I didn't buy them. <laughs> if somebody yeah. else had it, I'm like, well, why would I buy it? Right. Paper Mario and Dr. Mario pretty much like in the same lines of the the spin-off content, but I do think that the replay value, Dr. Mario had better replay value. See, I was going to say Paper Mario has more replay value because really? Dr. Mario is just the same thing over and over again. That is true. Paper Mario has a story and there's a new story in all, all of these games where each iteration of Dr. Mario, like the graphics improve, but it's the same, it's the same puzzle. Same premise. Yeah. Mm. That's fine. I'm cool with being wrong. For, yeah, that's fun. For me, probably Mario Party is the most familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, set of games uh, like I can't remember Paper Mario to be honest um, so it's Mario Party and Dr. Mario the other ones I'm not yeah I can't think of them <laughs> and you have a you have a Dr. Yeah. Mario character in Super Smash you don't have a Paper Mario character in the Super Smash yeah. yet yet there's <laughs> three more you just wait Game & Watch essentially is your Paper Mario <laughs> All right, last award. Best Mario game, non-spinoff or handheld. 
Super Mario Bros. NES, Super Mario The Lost Levels, Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario World, and 60, you know, 64, uh, Super, Super Nintendo, 64 for the <laughs> Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, Galaxy 2, and Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. Damn, you make me choose. <laughs> I feel like this is like the the most important award. It's yeah, it is. Movie of the year or whatever. Yeah, the, the, award the best picture. Oscars. Yeah, best picture. Mm-hmm. Glad you best waited till the end. Award right here. I'm gonna be very basic and be like my my vote, my top three. We'll just do it this way. My top three: Super Mario World for this Super Nintendo, Super Mario's three, and then Super Mario Bros. I didn't play a whole lot of the later versions. I had the Super Mario Brothers for the Wii U that you don't have on this list, which is really weird. Um, which one? The, the Super Mario Bros. Is it new Super Mario Bros? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't count those. Because there's I like, I could, that could be a whole category in itself because there's like 15 of those games. Right. So probably Super Mario World number one and then Super Mario Bros. three and then Super Mario Bros. Those are like my top three. Uh, my top three would be Super Mario World, Super Mario 64, and Super Mario Odyssey. I'm very close to that, Seth. <laughs> but for me, I think my overall, just going back to what changed it all for me, was Mario 64 as my number one. Mario World was great. But I love those classic games, too. But Odyssey was so good. <laughs> Mine weren't so, in any particular order. I know. Th- that was Here's my three. I'm like, uh, uh, so many good ones. Because I played the shit out of Super Mario Brothers 3, and I'm pretty sure that original NES disc cartridge does not work anymore because <laughs> I played that so much. Because I love Mario 3. Mario 3 is a great game. I'll go World, then Mario 3. I'll go World 64 because... I thought the open world like concept was really awesome, and that was like one game that I, I didn't ever own it. I it was like a treat to go like play it at the <laughs> neighbor's house, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, probably Mario Three would be my third choice because that, that the game was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, so we're bit what we got it down to what the two Super Mario Bros. Three and World. Because that's that's Mario's the common on my list, but I, oh, wasn't on yours? I, yeah, I thought we all shared Mario World. We did. I thought we all, we all shared, shared three. Yeah. All right. No, no, I took Odyssey instead of three. Oh, okay. I almost took Odyssey. So Super Mario okay. World. I mean, of the two D games, Mario World is the best, and I think sixty four does a great transition to three D. It does. So it deserves like honorable mention for that, but. Mm-hmm. I do think Super Mario World is the best one. <laughs> yeah, because Mario 64 changed the entire gaming world. Not mm-hmm. just Mario in general, but exactly. I still remember when that was at Target and seeing it in the line just to play that game to get a sample of it. And then when I finally bought it, it's just like, ugh, changed my whole world. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It changed gaming, like, big time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a nice little award ceremony. Yeah, a good wrap up for the year in Mario yeah. that we we've, we've yeah. been having. I tried to include. You like, need to do all like a clap. Ideas. Congrats to our winners. Yeah. 
You know, win! Or whatever you, whatever they say. You're the wiener! <laughs> You're a wiener! I mean, what? But yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Pretty lengthy. Yeah, we have to talk about Mario again, though. We're at two Coming hours. Off. Jeez. I knew it was going to take a while. <laughs> You're right. Part one, part two. <laughs> Pretty much. Alright, well, um, until next time. Drink, drink up, up. Drink up. Drink up. And geek, and geek out. out. Geek out.